Thank you, folks, for joining us today. <laughs> We're very excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Heavy w- flow on this episode. Yes. Uh, I can't hear myself at all on these headphones. Maybe, maybe it's because... Check, check. Oh, there we go. There we go. Okay, we good? Yeah, it's a very fun <laughs> Okay. All right, folks. So this is called Series Finale, the podcast, with three boss of comics talk about a television show they've never even, even seen. seen. Let's get frisky. I'm Jack. I'm Zach. I'm JP, motherfuckers. <laughs> and uh, today's episode, we release an episode every Monday, and then we release a Patreon episode where we watch pretty much a random television show. Talk usually about a fina- uh, premiere. Pre- uh, usually a premiere. In we fact, watched- so usually exclusively. I would even <laughs> <say>. <laughs> and that's on our Patreon. We release that every Thursday night, so give that a whirl. Yeah, check that out. Uh, if you like what you're listening to now, imagine if you paid for it. <laughs> that would get you horned up. <laughs> yes. Um, so today's episode, a big, big in the news recently. Yes. Uh, we're talking about Felicity Hoffman. Is that a? That's the chick who got in trouble, right? Uh, One of two. Yeah. No, she's probably he's he's talking about um, William H Macy's he's ta- wife. He's talking about uh, the woman who j- was on Smallville who just got sentenced for her role in the Nixia. Oh yes. yes. Allison Allison Mack. Allison Mack, which sounds like a porn actress. Oh, I was name. I was talking Felicity Huffman from the college scandal. She's oh, from Desperate Housewives. Yeah. Oh, a lot of white women in trouble lately, huh? Someone big say, up top. <laughs> I would yes, say take them down. The one Take thing, down. the one and only thing the Nation of Islam was incorrect about was that it wasn't <laughs> the white man who was the devil. It was the white woman. <laughs> <laughs> Are you think, I think maybe that when the evil scientist Yacoub created the white race <laughs> 3,000 years ago as a bastardization of the true black race, right. he probably started with the lady. <laughs> he started and ended, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking about this today while I was sitting in traffic. And I was just thinking, like, you know how you, the future is female? Yeah, yeah of course. I think there's a, there's, someone's got that on the, the top of their cubicle at my office. It almost felt a little post-apocalyptic. Yeah, the future is female. I was thinking about that, but, like, I'm excited for it because I just think, like, they're going to just, in 2,000 years, the future will have been female for a while, and then they'll just be like, The future oh. is male. <laughs> well, they'll just be like, wow, we weren't much better. We were also dickheads, don't you think? Like, no, I think it'll be a utopia. Better. The future is genderqueer. <laughs> that, okay. That's for you. You're you're one of gen, one of Boston's most popular genderqueer comics. I would say I'm Boston's only genderqueer comic. <laughs> wow. You're yeah. one of Boston's most popular genderqueer Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Book me on all your shows, folks. GQ, a GQ profile with Jack Burr. Oh, that's the future. You take over GQ magazine. It's no longer <laughs> Gentlemen's Quarterly. <laughs> GQ has missed a huge opportunity on the last two April Fool's Days to not announce their rebranding as Genderqueer, <laughs> the magazine. Do people still read GQ? Constantly. Uh, still look at the photos. I read it for the articles. Really? What did <laughs> I you think it is an article-based show. I know, I that's mostly, I think it's just to sell expensive watches to <laughs> yeah. people who don't <laughs> yeah. know what to do with their money. Yeah, we would love to get a write-up, though. The Financial Times has a whole segment called How to Spend It. Oh, yeah? Whoa. Yes. 
That's for uh, do, do living. Think in that's the f- where Bob Kraft got his tip to head down to Orchids <laughs> <of> Asia. <laughs> <laughs> that's because people don't know where to spend their money because they don't have kids to spend it on. You know, fertility crisis. Right. right. Great point. Great we, call. Should, we should see if they'll write up our Patreon in Gentlemen's Quarterly. Yeah, that'd be. We good. are three gentlemen getting together much more than quarterly. That's true. <laughs> Every quarter we put out a ton of episodes. <laughs> All right, so this, so why this show has actually been in the news? <laughs> we're doing Twilight Zone. This the, is a big Twilight Zone week. Yes, right. it's huge week in Twilight Zone uh, message board. That's They're right, blowing up. <laughs> I mean, it's been, but it's been a long time. I mean, th- th- we're talking about the Twilight Zone. Jordan Peele, auteur, not cinema- Jordison Peterson, not Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Who's that? That's S- the Canadian guy. Who says women are dumb. Twelve right? rules yes. for life. He says, sit up straight, and you'll feel way better about yourself. That's, That's a dumbass move. A really great way that that guy started to get such a huge amount of attention by saying, sit up straight. <laughs> God damn. What is that? What is his main message though? That women should be slaves to men. Wow. No, his no main wonder message- Zach loves him so much. <laughs> his main. I'm pro woman. I'm very pro woman. Yeah, his that's why you love Andrew message- Yang. I don't love Andrew Yang (laughs) at all. His main message is that hierarchies are in place for a reason. Oh, then some people use that to justify as like, hell yeah, you know, Hulk Hogan is the true champ for WWE. Yeah. So some people would be like, some people would be like, oh, the Catholic Church enables the molestation of children all over the world. Jordan Peterson would be like, well, maybe there's a reason. You know? Right, right. Their needs were their, their needs. Their needs were their needs. <laughs> we're going to have to get that tattoo. Yeah, the hierarchy. Oh, that's a pretty rude way to go. I feel like people are not going to be pleased about the hierarchies the there for a reason. The big talking point for Peterson and these right people is equality of opportunity, not equality of outcome. Oh. So every person has the same opportunity to join the NBA, but all races don't make it equally, and that's fine. So, th- oh, so they would <laughs> say the NBA. You can like the NBA. You should like right the wing. NBA. Yeah. No, I don't know if the, I'd be satisfied as a right winger with that. I would be like, let's get some more whiteies in there. No, because no. Well, the white man had the opportunity. He just couldn't dunk. He just stunk. <laughs> And that has yielded good things for the white man. Like Woody Harrelson, where would Woody Harrelson's career be if, if he white could, men if, were dominant in the NBA? If he know? could jump. Right. <laughs> <laughs> One door closes, another Woody Harrelson role opens. That's, you know what? That's a good point. That's a good point. Cinematic auteur Jordan, Jordan Peele. Peele. Not Keegan-Michael Key. Executive produced <laughs> an episode, uh, new episodes of The Twilight Zone, a reimagining of the CBS right. hit. And it's coming out on CBS. CBS All Access. Yes, which right. we are. CBS avows every word we've ever said. They wanted, <laughs> they wanted me to communicate that. Yeah. And speaking of producers, I noticed on the opening credits. Wait, which one are we talking about right now? We're, we're talking, talking about, about the. Oh, yeah, never mind. So I'll we're not that. actually talking about the. But Jordan if you want to hear about that, you can definitely listen to our Patreon episode. Yes, right, right. It'll be coming out. Uh, if you're listening to this, it'll be out soon. What yes. we are talking about is the 2002 Re- reboot, reboot. Yes. starring. Forrest, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker is the host. The the last king of Scotland. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So uh, Who, he fucks up the hierarchy in that movie. He puts the white guy on some meat hooks, beats him up. That's true. That's James McAvoy. Yeah. Right. Well, it was a Professor hierarchy. X. You can do whatever you want in a hierarchy. Oh, so you 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 say the last king of Scotland did the right thing? What you're about a, you're a, a non-apologetic? I ad- believe ad- Jordan fan. Peterson once said, "The greatest leaders the world has ever seen: George Washington, 
Donald J. Trump ED on me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe that's a quote. I don't think I'm getting him wrong. I'm not really into the hierarchy like Jordan Peele. I'm into the getting hierarchy. You guys know what I'm talking <laughs> oh, about? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. I, <laughs> little Rasta. I little just Rasta. want to say. Little Kratom for the boys. <laughs> if you are in Brookline, Massachusetts right now, turn off our pod. Brookline just opened up a legal weed dispensary. <laughs> We no Hell longer yeah. recognize them as a territory of the United States. I believe in freedom for all Americans. Recognize them as a terrorist organization. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in freedom for all Americans. I mean, maybe you guys could write a Twilight Zone about the horrors of legalized weed in the future. I mean, we're living in it, right. brother. That has written itself. It's called uh, looking out my window every day. <laughs> it's called huge amounts of money flowing into tax coffers every single day. Oh, I was just somewhere and it smelled like marijuana. Oh, the Garage in Harvard Square reeked of marijuana while yes. he's trying to get a free cone at Ben and Jerry's Day. <laughs> typical, typical lo- loser moocher coming in for <laughs> free handouts. No, free cone day is the trifecta of evil. It's where marijuana, obesity, Yep. In socialism intersect. <laughs> this all this is all good for me. Wow, you, Jordan Peterson must love you. Oh yeah, he <laughs> he calls me every day for advice. So uh, are you sitting up straight? Uh, I'm, I'm crouching. Have so. we ever watched an anthology? I mean, you guys yes. have watched anthology TV with uh, with did. Sean Sullivan. Can I float a theory out there? Yes. <laughs> Would you say that crime style shows are anthologies? Because even though the cast remains the same. It's like structural, and there's no overarching plot. We get a new murder every nah. once in a while. Oh, you while. mean like a police procedural? Yes. Like SVU. No. Like, nah. will they, won't they, Olivia Benson? There's sort of an overarching theme of, no. like, will Olivia Benson have sex with a woman <laughs> Olivia on live Hunt? TV? You, ooh, that'd be hot. I'm into it. I would say no. I, I, I hear your question, and I don't think so. Well... Because I think with a with an anthology TV show, there's a lot of, you can do you can change genres, you can do all kinds of quite you can crazy change wild genders. stuff. Genders, yep, you so, can do all that so stuff. So, what more. would you say unites an anthology TV show? Just a premise? Nothing. The really. name of the show. Okay. Yeah, basically. <laughs> would I mean, you call like, uh, like Black Queen an anthology band? Uh, <laughs> what? No, because some of their songs, some of their songs reference older songs. So, okay. Oh, uh, so they okay. acknowledge. They're yeah, they're, they're a, a very tight narrative line. Got it. Yeah. Could an anthology be in the uh, not the Ricky Ray Rector universe, but the uh, <laughs> the Saint Elsewhere universe? That retarded oh, kid. That's a good question. Maybe some episodes could be, others might not. That's be. right. Oh, that's so interesting. But you guys haven't done anything like that, have you? Well, we've done Black Mirror, which is oh, an that's anthology. right. We did yep. it on the on the Patreon, which is honestly just the Twilight Zone. BM BM yeah. is the Twilight it's the Zone. Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. but it has a specific focus on how technology interacts, how people interact. It has a technology focus. Oh. Was there any focus to the Twilight Zone? Um, not that I. I think morality. I would say yeah, that's morality is a good one. But would they would do science fiction. They would do supernatural, fantasy. They do all the kinds, or just like weird stories. About they do par- scary stories. I would say it's human centric. They never did an all zoological Twilight Zone. They episode. did an episode of the Twilight Zone. Oh, they did. They did an episode of the Twilight Zone where a woman was. 
you know, on a planet with pig people. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. They, so they, that's what's they, cool about these anthology shows that you can they can try and do so right. many different it's ideas. It's kind of a fun thing to like you like one episode you could just totally bomb on it, right? Like you could do like a pig people universe. Just like, yeah, <laughs> you know what? Let's try it. Right. Let's see what we get. Yes. And then when they fail, they just be like, well, next week we'll just make it about like. And murder. I want to point something out real that right. Real, something out real quick. The Twilight Zone came out in the night. I think nineteen fifty nine. Right. Yeah. Rod you were born with Rod Sterling. Nineteen. Yes. <laughs> the I was I was just fresh uh, into college. What year? <laughs> Bay of Pigs. Bay of Pigs was sixty one. So it was a pre Bay of Pigs world. Yeah, but it was it was the pig people from Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's what motivated JFK to watch the invasion? <laughs> so nineteen fifty nine and nineteen sixty three. The original Twilight Zone comes out. It ends in nineteen sixty three. Comes back in the mid eighties with a with no host. What? No host. Yeah, no host. It comes back in the mid eighties for like a one season run. Comes back again in two thousand and two. This time the host is Forrest Whitaker. And that's what we're talking about now. Comes back again in twenty nineteen. The host is Jordan, Jordan Peele. Peele. So the Twilight Zone has had two black hosts, one white host. Similar progression to the NBA. Yeah. It started, <laughs> started white, now kind of a black franchise. This is a black show, I'm declaring it. Yeah. I think so, yeah. This is a black show for black people. Yeah, Whitey, stop watching. It premiered on BET. I yeah. think if most black Americans had to say, what is the quintessential piece of black culture? They would, <laughs> they would say Forrest Whitaker's Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, show did not make a big splash when it came out. No. I remember when it came out, and I did not watch it. Uh, you know what I did watch, though? At about 2011, my family got really into this show on the My TV syndication. Okay, what is <laughs> this show? Yeah, we had downgraded to um, basic, basic cable, so we had Just My TV coming broadcast. in Broadcast, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So you broke the rules of our podcast. I stretched them. I've seen oh. I have seen one or two episodes, you know. Wow. wow. This is a this is a big All this right, well. This is kind of like our thanks Twilight for zone right now. This, thanks for listening. The podcast is over. Uh, we will be refunding all Patreon dollars as we have agreed. Non-refundable. Non-refundable. Uh, wow, that's pretty interesting. So you never heard anything about this? I never heard about the 2000 reboot. I never heard about the 80s reboot. I, I only never heard, heard about, about the 80s reboot. Right. The 80s reboot. Yeah, I've yeah. only heard about people loving the show from the original but even then i wonder if people loved it when it was happening because it doesn't sound like it lasted very long four seasons pretty good not at no, that time when they were doing like time, 100 episode nine year long television <laughs> I shows mean, the fugitive only went four seasons oh yeah but it was like 30 episodes a season how do you but you don't know how many episodes were in a twilight zone season oh, good point. Decided yeah. that <laughs> that's a good point because we, we watched the I last try to pull the wool se- over your eyes. season one of the 2002 had i think three 38, or like 23. I don't know how many episodes that. Oh, damn. Right, okay. Final background question before we really dive into it. What was your exposure to Forrest Whitaker other than Edie Amin? He's oh, the ghost dog, dude. Way of the Samurai. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. He's ghost dog. I watched that in a film class in... Uh, in college, really, it was pretty sick. Thoughts? Did you give your? Did you school everyone on black culture after you watched <laughs> I, it? I did. I, I showed up in uh, one of those the sadiki. Or Ubu, you, were yeah. you, a sh- you were wearing a dashiki. Yeah, dashiki. <laughs> Me and Rachel Dolezal, we gave a whole... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh she's back in the news. Thank God. For welfare fraud. Oh. And she's a welfare queen? Yes, she oh is. And her, her name is no longer Rachel Dolezal. It's like... Really? Dolly it's Ali. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she's back in the news. I forget. It was just a little welfare fraud. That's not a big deal. No. I don't think so. 
Pretty rude. I mean, you could. I could say that you commit welfare fraud when you go and go for your free Ben and Jerry's <laughs> cone handouts. Yeah, and you don't even smoke weed before. It's literally <laughs> advertised as free cone. Jeez, some people they just live off the government, you know. <laughs> let's, let's get it out of the way. Forrest Whitaker's eye. What do we think? <laughs> I think probably uh, what happened was he was protecting a white woman in a bar fight. Wow. From, wow. You get from, that vibe. Yeah, from uh, an angry, let's say, Native American man. He had drank too much. Really? He stepped in. <laughs> he stepped in between them. And uh, he injured his eye. The guy put a tomahawk right through uh, it. And then they replaced him in the movie Con Air with Nicolas Cage. Whitewashing in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> That's like what happens at the show. But I think it was more of he just has a huge dong. That hit and him he in the eye. his own eye out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, little topical reference for my Sox fans out there. Go Sox. I think Brock Holt's son oh, poked Jesus. him in the eye. Okay. Brock Holt just got poked in the eye by his son. Okay. <laughs> and now he has a hurt Brock eye. Brock Holt's like not even a starting player on the Red Sox. Hey, he's a great utility player. He's he played, yeah, he played 129 <laughs> games he's last the, year. He's our version. Of, he's like the 2019 version of Shea Hill and Brand. Yes. A and classic. who is one of my favorite players? He yeah, played I third could, and yeah, first. Yes. Great, great player. And uh, Brock Holt, little crossover <laughs> into the uh, Tommy Westfall universe. No, no relation to Steve Holt from Arrested Development, which, oh, with which with Jason Bateman, star of this show, oh, star damn. of this episode, Hollywood yes. is all connected. It relates to the cabal. I can <laughs> see it right there. So Jason Bateman is the star of this show. He plays a nasty little boy. He plays a guy <laughs> named Scott Crane, who is uh, an agoraphobic. Slumlord, fraudster, uh, con man. Piece of shit. He's a bad guy. He, I, I didn't really... And the show starts off with Forrest Whitaker. Like, I guess the old Twilight Zone and this Twilight Zone starts off with uh, a guy going out and being like, when you have a problem and then the problem is there, what is your mind thinking? It's like a, he gives like an, uh, an aesthetic, a thematic intro. Like a haiku. In yes, my, like a haiku. And my favorite piece of this show. Like a hierarchy coup. Is that he <laughs> does it from the set of the show. Like it just pans over, all yeah, the characters yeah. leave the set, and Forrest Whitaker is in the scene. Yeah, but it's he's like, like he's floating there. in time. He's the, he is, uh, he's the narrator. He's the narrator yes. for the show. He, do you think that the narrator is supposed to be God? Yeah, uh, it's a black man, so it is God, <laughs> yes. It is God. Good God point. made us in his image. And, and he made you, the ball he, and then he made us. you guys in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's through not- Yakub, the evil scientist. <laughs> um so uh Scott, he has paid an arsonist to uh to burn down a home so that he can develop the home of the family they didn't want to leave. And two two of the children die. Two adorable little, little Russian white, kids. Little Russian children. <laughs> Possibly undocumented. We don't know their immigration status. Well, if they were undocumented, then no sympathy. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Adios, muchacho. But yeah, so Scott, uh, he has apparently paid this arsonist to do this, and we pick up with him on the phone with the arsonist. We get to hear that awesome, uh, that, that intro haiku. 
meet Scott Crane, a real estate mogul who thrives on the art of the deal. In Scott's world, everyone has a price, and any problem can be solved through skillful bargaining. But he's about to learn that some debts aren't so easily settled in the Twilight Zone. Arson investigators are still trying to determine what caused the fire that took the lives of two children yesterday. Eyewitnesses told police that a man was seen lurking nearby just before the blaze erupted. All right, so that's the beginning of the episode. Yeah, that pretty much sets it all up. Yes, it's kind of perfect. I like quickness of it. It's like, okay. Yeah, this is an advantage that this show had over some of the other format ones. 30 minutes, very in and out, quick, fast, bing, bang, boom. Mm -hmm. It was even 20 minutes. Heavy (laughs) commercial flow on this one. (laughs) I also like how they sort of just tell you right in the narration, like, what's about to happen. Yes, they they let it unfold because the story is so good, the acting is so good, that you can even know exactly what's going to happen. You can be an omnipotent viewer. This guy is agoraphobic. He's terrified to leave his house. What do you guys think? would be your lives would be like if you guys were stuck at 55 cherry inside the studios 24 <laughs> 7 well it's happened on a few snow, snow days. days yeah what do you guys get like at about 12 hours we actually start to get very annoyed with things one get tense yes. it's a really? small apartment there's one bathroom <laughs> there's no soundproofing anywhere from yeah. the toilet in the bedrooms. so if you got a lady in there and you're trying to fuck on a snow day Everyone in the apartment's fucked. Everyone in the building and down the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's an issue. And then I think a few times we've tried to play board games, but it gets heated. Settlers of Catan. Do you guys get up too, get up too upset about board games? We it had a fifth ugly. roommate. Yes. We had a fifth roommate. <laughs> we played a board game. We now have four roommates. <laughs> wow. Yes. That is ugly. Right. And it, before that snow day started, a black man actually came into the house and said, a lot of people play games, but I'm here to tell you, I'm here to show you what happens when games go too far. <laughs> really? And then he was murdered. Is that a reference <laughs> no, to something? <laughs> to no, the no, Twilight The Twilight Oh, <laughs> God, it, got it, got it. Oh, damn. It was like, okay, it could have been great. It could have been you, great. But I think you said he comes into the house, <laughs> whereas the narrator, it would just spectrally be there. Oh, right. I don't like the idea of Forrest Whitaker, like, jimmying the lock to get in <laughs> to, like, There's to read one, this haiku. One episode, they had, like, uh, what's that home security ADT. ADT, so he couldn't get in. <laughs> <laughs> they never had him appear. People were like, what is this episode about? My favorite Forrest Whitaker film role is uh, he has a cameo in The Color of Money, and he plays a pool hustler who hustles Paul Newman out of some cash. Oh, that's sick. He, 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 he hustles Paul Newman, and then at his last line, he goes, hey, be honest with me. Do you think I need to lose some weight? And he like gives him a shitty and grin, and he walks away. It's great. Oh, that's funny. Paul Newman, a bit of an agoraphobe. He didn't really? like to leave the house because, as he famously said, why have London broil? Why have a hamburger if you've got prime rib at home? <laughs> yes, talking about his wife. He loved He loved protein. fucking his wife? Yeah, yeah, he did. He loved fucking his wife. Uh, so good, uh, good Damn. for him. I don't think that necessarily makes him a agoraphobe. <laughs> <laughs> I think marriage therapist like Dr. Phil McGraw said the healthiest relationship is the one in which you don't leave the house. <laughs> so monogamy and agoraphobia, same thing. Yes. Monogamy, the monogamous ideal is agoraphobia. Okay. Because you're just at the homestead constantly? Yes, just, just loving it. Just Laying pipe. Uh, Playing pipe so and uh, fitting pipe. Th- this na- his name is not Greg Kinnear. Scott what? Scott Crane or Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman is the main character of this episode. Pretty much the only character. Yeah, he's it's all on his shoulders. And so he's not concerned at all about these two kids that he got ki- that are dead. No, he's only concerned about the deal, making money, baby. The, the deal. 
I don't understand the what is the point of all this money he's making if, if he's, he's not going to spend it. He needs yeah. to pick up the New York Times. Right. How to spend. <laughs> As Dave Ramsey says, there are only three things you can do with money. Spend it, save it, give it. Right. Really? Right. So, and he's not giving it. He's stealing it. Right. He's <laughs> killing people with it. Do you, maybe he's just going to keep on buying better and better like TVs and bathtubs maybe and I don't know what else. Or he wanted to burn it down to evict the low-income tenants and put up operate an Airbnb hotel. Ooh. <laughs> maybe he'll take all his money invest it into like some big money-making venture capital scheme like movie like movie pass or <laughs> Uber or Lyft. Both of those all of them which will right. make a lot of money. A lot of money. Do you guys have any interest in becoming conmen? Or have you ever been a con man? <laughs> you know, that's a wonderful, wonderful question. Yes. That is a great question. Because I was a con man at one point in my life. Yes. You know? Oh, okay. So wait, a little more background. <laughs> so these, uh, so the con man, uh, he burns down the house. Two Russian kids are killed. And then they end up haunting him and... They haunt him in a very spooky fashion, and it's very scary, and they end up burning down I the house. I didn't think it was all that scary. Dude, I was like, I could not watch a show. I had my eyes shut for the majority of it. The music was really uh, disconcerting. It was like... The, yeah, the spectral ghosts of these of these dead children, they appear to him, they, they, they haunt him, they antagonize him, and eventually... Yeah. They burn the house down, right? They getting sh- their revenge on Scott Crane, right? But you know what was interesting too is like the kids, it for the majority of the show, the first like ten minutes, they don't show the ghost of the children. The first no. like fifteen minutes, and that was Similar way to scarier. The Holy ghost. He, yes, this is a classic like horror trope: is the two creepy children. Yeah, and oftentimes what you do is you have the creepy children. All they do is stare straight ahead. Right. The, a that's creepy, and B also. Child actors not always the best, so it's right. really good to just have them yeah. just as physical <laughs> props. Do you think? Yeah, well, that actually ends up happening because the kids have like a weird laugh at the end. That's like, <laughs> okay, you, you suck at acting, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Where are these kids now? Do you think they found success in Dude, Hollywood? They died in a fucking fire. Could've no, I think uh, th- those kids, as it turned out, they were um, Al- it was Allison Mack. Oh, and her brother Billy uh, Billy Mack. Billy Mac, R.I.P. Yeah, Billy he, Mac. Yeah, they branded him with the, in the, with the sex cult symbol, and he died. Well, Billy Mac first, he he was at, you know who loved the early ver- this version of Twilight Zone 2002, Michael Jackson. Oh. He saw that kid. It was like, hey, want to come to the Everland Ridge? Well, his I'll needs tell were, you a scary story. His needs were his needs. What yeah. are you gonna do? <laughs> so perhaps we got to disavow Streisand <laughs> again because that's truly an insane thing to say. <laughs> The thing that gets me is Barbara Streisand was in her bed eating breakfast, like, <laughs> and that's what she wanted to talk it's about. It's crazy that that didn't get more play for a little bit. It is the the craziest thing is that she's going to bat defending a dead pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? Just let it. Who cares what people say about her? Right? Oh. Does she have stock in Thriller or something? But the the show was scary up until they actually showed the ghost of the kids because it just that, that you point, thought the ghost made it less scary. Yeah, because so basically throughout the whole thing. Um, um, Scott Chapman, Scott Crane, Scott Crane, Scott Chapman's Jason my, like, Bateman, CEO of my company. I shouldn't have said that. Whoa, Whoa. fuck Scott Chapman! Oh shit! Do you have any stories <laughs> of Scott Chapman no. from maybe <laughs> when he was seventeen that you want to <laughs> no. relay on the stop. cast? Um, stop! <laughs> Did you ever see Scott Chapman? Stop! Definitely- <laughs> 
Defecate in a bush at Keene State <laughs> University. Did you no, ever yell, which right. one's the dog? It's Scott Chapman. <laughs> no. So, but you know. Did you ever let Scott Chapman? <laughs> Stop. Have you, Stop. <laughs> have you ever seen Scott Chapman particularly chapped or maybe <laughs> chafed? Stop it. I hate this. So, hey, his uh, knees are his knees. Okay, cool it. Cool it. <laughs> so, Scott Blackman. Chapman, oh. it's Chapman. <laughs> Scott Blackman's <laughs> another guy. Works in company. A lot of Scots there, yeah, huh? I know. Okay, Crane, Crane, Scott, Crane, Scott Crane. He, uh, it's basically him like running from the upstairs to the downstairs while these ghosts play Huge tricks on him. Huge house too. They turn the heat on wicked high, so it's in the nineties, and he's sweating like a motherfucker. But he can't go outside. See, the whole time you're just like, just go outside, you weirdo. But he gets petrified when he sees the outside. He starts to physically feel fear. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. He can't get out. I mean, it's just, agoraphobia is a real disorder. It's debilitating. Yeah. Well, it's pathetic. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say that because agoraphobics are a great potential market. For podcasters, they <laughs> yeah, right. have a true. lot of that's time true. on that. Hey, we stand with the agoraphobia. <laughs> they gotta right? fill up all those days of just sitting yeah. around. So I was actually this really spooked me because I was a low level con man one at one point, and I I li- I love free trips. That was kind of my thing, free yeah. trips. Okay. So one year I lied online about being Jewish to get on birthright. Ooh. And we had an unbelievable trip to Israel, and it was very fun and beautiful and looked like a fair place that everyone was happy in. Ooh. <laughs> Did they check your penis? Well, the last week <laughs> of the trip, we flew to Auschwitz to take a tour oh. of the notorious death camp. <laughs> wow. When I got there... The con had gone around. Is Auschwitz in Israel? No, no, no. It's no. in Germany. We flew there. <laughs> okay. I think it's in Poland, isn't it? I, I think know. it's in Poland. You studied it. Yeah, it probably yeah. is Poland. Dachau, I think, is Germany. When I got there, the con had gone around. My team leader would start to question my Jewishness. So he brought me to an abandoned room where he asked to see my penis. Uh-oh. Oh, he, wow. What, what, what was the last attempt to keep the lie afloat? I said, you want to see my schmeckle? <laughs> 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 but it was too late. He pulled down my pants. And Why? Saw he couldn't find it? <laughs> he pulled down my pants and saw that I was uncut. Oh, He man. said, you con artist. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be part of the chosen people? And he circumcised me right there. Wow. Having such a large penis, though, my foreskin accounted for most of my blood flow, and I bled out and died. Whoa. Yes. Damn. Now I haunt the halls of Auschwitz, which is very <laughs> frustrating <laughs> because all the other ghosts accuse me of stolen valor for uh. dying in the actual <laughs> Holocaust. <laughs> And I don't get any of the discounts at Deddy's, our favorite 24-hour breakfast. That day. is so great. <laughs> All day long, I try to scare, but the other ghosts yell at me for wearing my star upside down. <laughs> it's a lonely life as the only ghost in Altruitz who didn't die in the Holocaust. Be careful what you con for. Whoa. <laughs> All the other ghosts are going around comparing their, their tattoos. You don't have one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lonely life, like I that said. That does sound lonely. So you focused on the con. I was actually not a con man. I was a victim of a crime. Oh. So I spent a lot of time at Dylan's Russian We already know you're bath. a con man. You're trying to con Ben and Jerry's out of free ice cream today. <laughs> no, they gave me free stuff. <laughs> uh, I was at Dylan's Russian steam bath in Chelsea, Massachusetts. Oh, and Always shouting this place out. That is a cash-only business, which makes it susceptible to crime. Yes. So a couple of con men came in and shot up the place they were going to rob it. Wow. And I'm in the sauna, butt-ass naked with my buddies from Russia, and we're hanging out, and the con men 
block the door. Whoa. So I'm unable to get out, and I burn to death in the steam bath, roasting like a chicken. Damn. And I'm in there. So what I do is, (laughs) since I died there, I haunt the place. And what I do is I float around, and I sing great uh, Michael Jackson songs like Man in the Mirror, haunting (laughs) the Russian steam bath, looking out for lewd and lascivious behavior. (laughs) Really? And I just make sure that it doesn't happen. Uh, How do you stop it? I put my mouth in between. <laughs> Whoa. I say you've got to leave room for the salacious spirit. That is, that's what I'm called, is the salacious spirit, and I haunt Dylan's Russian steam bath. Wow. Whoa. Pretty good. I have, I have a similar, uh, of course, a similar story. Um, <laughs> in an East Coast city, a handsome podcaster named JP decided to get sober. He started attending meetings and quickly became a pillar of the sober community (laughs) where his wit and kindness were appreciated by all except for one jealous, petty, sober dickhead named Zach. (laughs) Zach was jealous of how quickly JP mastered the sober arts and how many likes his sober Facebook posts quickly accrued. JP was assigned to sponsor the most challenging candidate in sobriety history, Artie Lang. And within days, <laughs> JP had already dried out and in detox, while Zach's sponsorship of Demi Lovato ended with her premature death. <laughs> As revenge, Zach broke into JP's van and found his vibrator, replacing the batteries with experimental power cells that were far too powerful to use in a vibrator. The vibration shook JP's intestines apart from the inside, and Zach was pleased. (laughs) The next day, Zach got into the bus to go down to the comedy studio to watch various uh, sex criminals perform stand-up comedy. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, (laughs) But the bus passed the stop that he was supposed to get off to off at. When Zach approached the bus driver, he found the bus driver was JP driving the bus undead and vibrating wildly. JP was buzzing and vibrating as he told Zach that this bus would drive forever with just one passenger, destroying the ecosystems while Zach's roommates were free to run the AC 24 hours a day with no tax insights. Wow. Very impressive. (laughs) That is impressive. I vibrated myself to death. That sounds like a tough way to go out, but Uh, also a very pleasurable way to go out. It was the most intense ecstasy (laughs) that anyone's ever felt. <laughs> um all right so that so that was pretty damn good good job everybody. That was Thank excellent. You. Uh, okay uh what happens next so the Scott guy he's there's a- more and more people in on this crime and they they the local news is trying to get to the bottom of it they're trying to figure the out the arsonist he that, uh, since he can't pay, leave his house Scott Crane has paid some local guy to burn the place down right and the local guy He's upset that he killed two children, yeah. so he wants more, more money. Cash. More money. He wants $60,000. I don't blame him. I would want to raise a little bit. <laughs> I think that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, because this is switched from arson to now probably yeah. at least manslaughter. Double, so he's yeah. got more charges. Arson, a victimless crime. Now you're a murderer, you know? Right. So that's pretty rough. And, and so he wants a little more cash. I want you to just go on record as that arson is a victimless <laughs> crime. I would I like think, you to make- I mean, who does it? 
insurance companies. It gives insurance companies jobs. You <laughs> that's know? true. That's true. <laughs> you got to do something. Firemen. There's a potential for a fireman. But death. it's good for firemen, too. Keeps them spry. You and know? We know a lot of them get yeah. fat and lazy uh-huh. and gay. <laughs> And it keeps them as heroes. You know, if there's no fires, there's no yeah. heroic deeds to right. perform. Good right. point. Good so, point. Yeah. So, so you're you're down with arson. Zach is down with pederasty. Everybody <laughs> has their own particular. Everybody's got like. one crime that they excuse. They stand by. Uh, so the guy wants more cash. I don't. I didn't get this part. At one point, um, Scott thinks that. He that the guy is in his house fucking with him. Yes, and he then he, like, he goes down to the basement, and I think he sees the guy dying. He does see the guy with a screwdriver in the circuit breaker and electrocuting himself. So then the episode goes on to say that these kids like controlled his mind to make him do that. Is that what that happened? May I don't know. Maybe he was trying to. Maybe he was trying to sabotage the wiring to burn that house down, but they just they did something to mess with it, so instead he died instead. Who knows? Right. So, but basically, the arsonist, one of the guys in on the scheme, has now died. Right. And while he's cavorting about the house being haunted, he gets a call from an arson investigator. Yes. And the arson investigator goes, "We investigated the arson. Uh, we found it to be faulty wiring, and you are it's." Totally fine. You're going to be good. She had planted a furnace next right. to it. And yes. she goes, and now. She's I'll, in on the crime, too. She's in on it. And then she goes and visits Scott, and she's like. Very poor arson uh, etiquette. You go you go to the guy's house. I mean, it seems like a bad idea. Yeah, it seems like there's a paper trail. Somebody's going to see that. There is a paper trail. He was the owner of the building, so it would make sense that they would at least right. have a phone conversation. And, oh, good point. And then he, she goes in. He'd be a great defense attorney. Yeah. I would, yes. Huh? I'd only uh, defend, defend the Greeks. morally <laughs> corrupt people. <laughs> she goes in, and she knocks on the door, and she's like, What's going on? It's so hot in here. And he's like, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. She's like very weird about it. <laughs> it's well, a very it's a bizarre weird situation, but she shouldn't be surprised. This guy is a fruit loop. Right. And he she's like, you need to go outside. <laughs> what are you doing? And then he's like, hey, yeah, I got the dead arsonist in the basement. You can help you. Can you help me with that? And I thought that was funny. He's very nonchalant about the man who's dead in the basement. Death is just part of his business. He yeah, just I guess wants so. right. that sweet. He's right. that yeah. ruthless that he's uh, willing to burn people's house down, house down, killing people just to get a little bit more money. Yeah. I guess I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, arson is a victimless crime. <laughs> and so they Poyo Comparo in Chelsea, Massachusetts. Oh, right. right well, Jewish lightning. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, there's a Poyo Comparo in What's Chelsea, Massachusetts. Poyo Comparo? Ch- Poyo Comparo. Jesus, get in touch with your roots, dog. <laughs> it's a chicken place. <laughs> Poyo. What did I say? You said Poyo Comparo. That sounds like you had place boys on the mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I'm not the only one defending better ass around here. Uh, hey, my needs are my needs. <laughs> so, so yes, is this is Jewish lightning? Say it. it. <laughs> no, I, I won't say it, Jack. This it's, is Jewish lightning. What does that mean? What are you talking I, about? Jewish lightning is an anti-Semitic term. term blaming all arson crimes on. Jew- oh my oh, God! No. It's just an insurance fraud. Is Jewish lightning? You could do it. It doesn't mean arson. Right, it right. It could be anything. Slip you know? and fall at McDonald's. And there you go. Struck. <laughs> Jewish light. That <laughs> is anti-Semitic. It's no. like the most anti-Semitic no, it isn't. I've heard. No, it really is. Because it is. Honestly. Oh, jeez. No, what Redacted. do you mean? You think that's a... You, 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 <laughs> Redacted. That's, 
I, I can't believe that you think it's that offensive. I can't believe you were so freaked out when you said a guy's name earlier, <laughs> and then you're just throwing around. Ju- I didn't know what Jewish lightning was. I now that I know it is, it's not great. I didn't <laughs> know it was that bad. What did you think it was? <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. Just fun and friendly? Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> silly. Like, obviously, not all con artists are Jewish. <laughs> yeah, but the connotation is some are, and they are because they're Jewish. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, that's terrible then. Disavow <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, Jewish lightning is not a phrase we will be using again. I thought it was like a race car. <laughs> like, I didn't know <laughs> what you, you were talking it was about. for a wicked fast Jewish guy, <laughs> a.k.a. Julian Edelman. I thought, oh. it, yeah, I thought it was like, uh, I thought it was like, you know, Usain, the Usain Bolt of the Jewish community. Yeah. <laughs> Well, then let's pretend like it's that. <laughs> okay, right? that yeah. sounds good. So I avow him. Cool. <laughs> so what happens next? So then the the ghosts appear and the house basically burns down. Yes. He's really not trying to... He's not like mad at the ghosts. He's just trying In to make fact, a deal with the ghosts. He's, he is trying to make a deal with the ghosts. Listen, you two kids, you can have this house. And Pretty that is, good uh, offer. You know, that's it's not a fair trade. You know, I get that, but that is a lot better than nothing. And if you kill me, you will get nothing. Hmm? It's pretty funny. And worse than that, <laughs> you'll be no better than me. All right? All right? Now, just grab a little bit of enlightenment here. I mean, you don't want to be the kind of people that, that, that hurt people. You know, I mean, you know, who, who would let children... Uh, um... Whew, I'm sorry. He just. I'm really, really sorry. I'm sorry about the Jewish okay. lightning thing. I'm I sorry. Just, I don't. I don't want to die in here. So. <laughs> just let me out. House is starting to burn down. Really hot in there. It's so hot. Can you imagine trying to do a podcast in there, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> Can we hear that laughter? Ugh. There it is. <laughs> That was creepy. I hated that. I prefer it to certain Boston comedians' laughter. <laughs> name names. I won't name names. <laughs> who are you talking about? There's a few people who laugh really loud. Do they go by acronyms or do they go by uh, regular names? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, next. <laughs> I can't even think of an acronym. I don't uh, uh, so the guy is he just instead of leaving the house he says fuck it and he goes into a closet and he burns to death in the closet which that's where the kids died the kids were found dead trapped in, in a the closet, closet. Yes. yes right R. Kelly had trapped them in the closet <laughs> uh he is possibly alleged to have done that. I don't think that <laughs> it has been tried. They tried to take my career. <laughs> Who did he say? I want to see my kids. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe it was Rachel Dolezal was conducting the interview. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, Robert, you crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I find interesting, though, is like a lot of people are like, oh, Rachel Dolezal, how crazy is it she was president of the Seattle area NAACP? White people can be presidents of NAACP chapters. That's true in Bangor, Maine. That's just white people. Stephen King, the president. Stephen King is the president of the NAACP. He in is. In his first act as president was a screening of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> and and his, it's, his son, Sean King, is the uh, president of Black Lives Matter. Right? Yes, yep. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 
<laughs> they uh they they have a big picture of uh of John Coffee from the Green Mile. <laughs> oh. And sometimes they'll even dress up like oh. him to really get oh, the uh, point across. Wait, so yeah, well, that makes sense. White people can be the president, but you can't pretend to be black. No, you got to be like, I'm white. I like black people. Let's have some right. racial harmony. Well, you know what? I just found out who's the woman who says thank you next. Ariana Grande. Yeah, she's white. She's Italian American. I had no idea. I thought she had black girl magic. No. <laughs> <laughs> you thought Ariana Grande I, uh, had black girl magic? Definitely. She, the way, you know, she she sort of poses, I think. She's, In a black yeah, way? Yeah, I yeah. mean, she gets accused of all of it. Like, que- I saw an article accusing her of queer baiting now. Oh, geez. Like, it's queer baiting. It's like Sounds cashing like a in on, Sunday like, for Zach. It's, I, just because <laughs> I billions. go to a bathhouse doesn't mean... Uh, there are two types of bathhouses. One where everyone's gay and it's totally okay and encouraged. And That's others where you would get killed for that kind of behavior. <laughs> you can't have anal in a bathhouse, though. My what? bathhouse yeah, is about yeah. sweating it out, but you can do whatever you want. In so you just bathhouse. sweat all the gay thoughts out, yeah. and then you have to act on them. Uh, but I guess it's like taking aspects of queer culture in like marketing yourself to gay men, in like making yourself seem kind of gay. Yeah. So like, for doesn't seem like a big deal to me. No, I can't but, imagine that's on the top of most. But of who list. knows? Maybe I'll be redacting this later. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be the only redacted thing on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you think that um, Jason Chapman, Scott Chapman, feels about? <laughs> Shut up! God damn it! <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So the episode ends though with the arsonist. Oh no, no, the um, arson investigator. The arson investigator. She is actually uh. Since that guy died, she went into his house and she took his his safe full of cash. She had a cash bunch of cash. money, and she's looking through it. And then uh, she's sort of sitting in her room, nice a nice apartment. Yeah. Nice. What do you think she's paying for rent? <laughs> oh, classic. Two thousand and two. Two thousand and two. Classic twenty something analysis in twenty nineteen TV show character has a nice apartment. Break it down. Everybody, <laughs> do take that to stage. Talk yes. about how who can afford an apartment that nice. Right. So she, she's in the apartment. It looks nice. Then she's going through all the cash. She's pretty ha- happy. The on the news is the fact that Scott is dead. And um, then she sort of is like, "Ooh, I'm so happy that she puts down her cigarette and falls asleep." And yeah, then she's smoked. She's ripping a butt in yeah. the inside the apartment. Pretty good deal, right? Right. Properly disposed of smoking materials. One of the leading causes of fires in this country. I know that's <laughs> terrifying to me, and uh, <laughs> it is because I smoke on the back porch and I get nervous. I know, I know. And our ashtray is a candle. <laughs> Gotta start smoking in the bed. That way, if a fire breaks out, you'll be right there and you'll be able to smother it out really fast. That's gotta be the saddest person. The, like the, the whenever you see a bed with like cigarette burns in it, you're just like, Jesus Christ, what happened to this person? <laughs> that's fucking. That's been a tough life. It's a bad move to smoke in bed. Yeah, I feel like. unless you just do- got done with coitus, right? Oh, then really? it's cool as fuck. It is cool as hell. Yeah. Do you allow that here inside the inside Fifty Five Cherry? Of course, I have Zach put cigarette butts out on me during <laughs> sex. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, basically, then she's it, then the kids show up while her house is on fire, and that's pretty much the episode. Forrest Whitaker's eye is fixed somehow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the little kids did optometry on him. 
Optometry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's basically the episode. I'm trying to think what else happened. Anything? That's it. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not cutting corners. It's the we story. Did, like, it's a twenty. Yeah, oh, a we forgot to do a broad strokes breakdown. That's all right. That's we, probably we the first time in like. <laughs> 62 episodes. Yeah. It's, it's probably eight episodes. No, no, it's probably like 25 episodes. That's probably true because it's some in the can. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. That's well, okay. That's all right. We we pretty much, we covered that, it all. That's Do you want to break it down No, now? yeah. <laughs> that's Broad sort of, strokes break down. We're sort of, edit this. We're trying to do, um, we're, that's like we're slowly cutting stuff from oh, that. But you know what? To get him off the bar. <laughs> you know what we should do? Our Deepak Chopra moment. Yeah, I do. That's Deepak. absolutely right. My Deepak Chopra moment is the wall-to-wall carpeting in the the <laughs> Jason Bateman's house. Yeah, I think it's very true to McMansion's era architecture where carpet was all the rage. Yeah, it brought me back to my childhood home, which had wall-to-wall carpeting, which I found very comforting on a cold winter morning. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wall-to-wall carpeting was yes. your Deepak Chopra so moment. So thank you, Deepak. My <laughs> Deepak Chopra moment was uh, just having the character of the woman that played the arson investigator. I thought this was this was actually it surprised me when she I found out she was in on the investigation, and I thought it was pretty cool that we got an extra that we got to see the ghost take revenge one more time. Yeah, well, yeah, that is cool. I like that. The one more time. I liked it too. I thought it was cool that she was. And this is two thousand two. Not all arson jobs are going to women at that point. So That's it was sort of right. There's still point. a big glass so, ceiling. Yeah, the hierarchy was. In wicked power, then. So yes. she must have been the top of her. A lot of spots opened up just uh, <laughs> the previous September. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Do you think they sent in the arson investigators that quickly to nine eleven? They sent her in, and she was like, uh, she was like, uh, uh, <laughs> she was like, uh, jet fuel beams. No, it's impossible. <laughs> and she took down the president. Wow. So my Deepak Chopra moment would be. Um, I thought it was funny, like. The guy had some jokes. He's trying to wheel Jason in Bateman. Yeah, Jason Bateman is like making jokes throughout. I didn't like how scary it was, but I did like <laughs> the fact the that it was kind of funny. So scared, dude. Of this everything. one really freaked me out. Tell him that. I had my eyes closed. eyes closed. I was it's like doing the classic thing where I was getting water and sitting in the bathroom for a little <laughs> bit during it. <laughs> Keeping the door open so I could hear, but I was like, not. I, I was not That's watching. Hilarious! It. This is network TV. <laughs> it's not scary it was at all. Scary as hell. <laughs> yeah. Let's do a rope play. Yeah, let's RP do a for the RP. I'll be um. I'll be one of the kids. All right. I'll be Jason. Chap. <laughs> no, Bateman. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll be Forrest Whitaker. All right. All right. Okay. Um. Wait. You're the kids, and you're. Oh, Jason let me Bateman? be Spike Lee. Okay, yes. <laughs> sounds good. Hey, I'll be Jason Bateman. Though. All right, hey Forrest, I love, I love what you're doing with the show, man. Spike, I'm busy right now. Hold on. Whoa. Hold on, hold on. You're gonna disrespect me like that? What happens when one previously dead real estate mogul finds unlikely love with a black film auteur? <laughs> this week, we'll find out. Can white Powerful real estate moguls and black cinematic tours have gay sex in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man! I I want to buy this apartment from you. Okay, uh, well, I'm not going to leave this apartment because I love this apartment, but you, I'm willing to give you a, a let you pay for it. Do you mind? One of the things I like to do when I look at a new apartment is uh, pee. Can I take a look at the bathroom? I <laughs> uh, yes, but I I must inspect your. Penis first. <laughs> oh, well, good, because I actually, my preferred style of pee is door open, pants around the ankles. Oh, so. that's perfect. The, the, the retarded method. <laughs> <laughs> I actually prefer to refer to it as R-word lightning. 
my my preferred. Oh. Hey, 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 none of that language in my house, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, head on in there. So, <laughs> wow, you just did the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Does this take you back to your school days? That's another one of my movies. I know oh, you haven't seen it. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like it. Um, uh, I just one quick. Is it okay if um, my friends come over? They're they're a posse called the Black Klansmen. Oh, could you help me wipe first? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> pat, pat, pat. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I like a rub oh. on the butt. <laughs> oh, that feels... Now, I'm a zero-waste guy, so could you do it with something that's not toilet paper? Oh, like my anus? I was thinking maybe your tongue. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what happens when one... Formerly dead real estate in real estate mogul tries to suck off Spike Lee, but finds that his tongue has been turned to sandpaper. This week on the Twilight Zone, that was pretty strong. That was a good role play. <laughs> yeah, oh, I thought you guys good. were going to play that out. No, 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 no. I feel like he comes in at the beginning and the end. You know. Yeah. yeah. So uh, thank you very much, folks. And uh, oh, what are you giving it? Uh, I give uh, this a seven. Five. Four. It was middling. Good night, America.
tell you what happened. I was packing up the pack mule to bring Michael's stuff from the valet to the room. And one of the kids he was with, he was with a few kids, no other adults, but I assume they were his kids. He said, oh, could you please just uh, give us one bed for the whole... condoms. No, he didn't say that. (laughs) He didn't. No, he didn't say that. Yeah, I did. No, I didn't. What is Babs going to do when she finds out that you're here? Well, she's... Let's just say I won't be here for much longer. <laughs> She's going to invite me over. You guys eat your bell peppers and beef. There's the no- chef brought it out for us. <laughs> There's no beef in here. Hey, you want beef? <laughs> oh, there it is. I'll eat that all day. <laughs> all right. What are you getting this? Ten. Wow, a ten. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> you, John I can't Updike. believe you swung so far. John Updike in literary criticism says you can't criticize something for for not doing what it didn't promise to do. This show did exactly what it promised to do. Wow. Wonderful anime. Wonderful. Us. Yes. Wow, I'll give it a I'll give it a I'll give it an eight. I'll give it an eight. All right, good wow, night. High America. scores. Good night. Uh, bye guys.